0: Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up to date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody, welcome back to our last session talking about mental health care in the workplace. It's Wendy Sellers, the HR lady. And I am here with JC.
1: Wendy, it's a pleasure to have you back. I, I got scared in the last episode that you didn't polish up the AOL disc or your dial-up <laughs> modem crashed. One of the two.
0: It was a Wi-Fi situation (laughs) and and it was 100% my fault. Uh, We have our guest here, Michelle Dickinson. Michelle, let people know how they can best find you in case they're going, oh, oh, I need a resilience coach. Yes. The
2: the best place, listen, LinkedIn is my second home. So you want to go to LinkedIn, Michelle E. Dickinson. Um, If you want free tips on resiliency, I'm all over TikTok, resilience coach Michelle. So if you want to just grab some nuggets uh, of how to take care of yourself, go there. But I I love to to chat with people. If there's any way I can add value to what you're up to, just reach out to me.
0: Thank you for that. And so I wanted to kind of, again, wrap up here with uh, just talking about statistics in the workplace, because I know nothing against CFOs or CEOs, These things things usually end up in the HR arm, but you know, it's, let's face it. We're all in business to make money, right? Even in a nonprofit, you have to make money in order to, in order to continue. And so I want to make sure our HR folks that are listening are prepared to go to these executives and say, Hey, I need more money for a resilience coach or an employee assistance program. One thing I did also want to say that I didn't mention uh, in the last uh, session talking about employee assistance programs is for the folks that are saying I don't have health insurance uh, for my employees, I'm too small or they didn't want it or whatever it might be, you can get standalone employee assistance programs. You don't have to get your employee assistance programs only through a health insurance agency. Super important to know. Or you could just hire a bunch of consultants or experts like Michelle and say, we're gonna create our own. Just make sure you don't cross the confidentiality line. JC, share with us some statistics about you know, mental health and turnover and the cost of what this cost really does cost an employer, even though they may not realize it.
1: Yeah, and I think it costs $5 billion, Wendy. I don't have the uh, stats <laughs> easily at hand on this episode right here. I did have some other information pulled up, though, and uh, this was coming to us from the Department of Labor's blog, and uh, they do have a couple statistics in here. Sorry, I'm late to the... Uh, Late to the problem with this one, my friend, but bear with me. Let me grab that for That's us. That's okay.
0: Well, one thing I did want to say while you're looking that up is, you know, according to SHRM, in order to replace somebody, so if somebody quit because you you didn't take care of their mental health, according to SHRM, the average cost is six to nine months of an employee's salary to replace them. That's a ton of money. So pay your employees less. Care. Oh,
1: come on. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Look, according to a 2021 American Psychological Association survey, nearly three in five employees, that's 59%, reported negative effects of work-related stress in the previous month. And the vast majority, 87%, believe actions from their employer would actually help their mental health. Furthermore, those who are typically tense or stressed at work are more than three times more likely to say that they intend to seek employment elsewhere in the next year. Posing challenges for employers looking to retain their valued talent. Stop by if you desire. That is the uh, Department of Labor website. There's a blog written by Taryn Williams, dated March 30th, 2021. Excellent piece, sir. Back, uh, back to you.
0: Another statistic that I was looking at was on uh, who, who provided this statistic, Mental Health America. And it was for the Mind the Workplace 2022 report that, four in five employees report that workplace stress affects their relationships with their friends, families, and coworkers. I mean, I think that one's pretty obvious, but if you can make that to zero in five employees or, you know, I, I, someone like me, I, I strive off of stress, but it's, it's healthy stress. Michelle talk to us a little bit about the difference. You know, if you can, I'm putting you on the spot here of healthy stress versus unhealthy stress. Yeah.
2: It's the compounded stress and it's not having an outlet to release it. Right. So if, they, if you have a healthy routine, one where, you know, you're going to hit the gym and, or, you know, you're going to get on, get out and get that run in. I mean, that's, that's a healthy way of managing stress. Right. And, you know, the other piece that I, you guys are rattling off all these great statistics, but I, I did, I have to say this you know, we are expecting our leaders to lead in a post-pandemic world and we've never really trained them to deal with the magnitude of the mental health challenges that our people came back to work with. Oh. Right? Before the pandemic it was something like it was like one in 5 would deal with a mental health challenge in their lifetime and now it's like one in 3 either depression or anxiety. So your people are dealing with stuff and yet Have you really equipped your people leaders to be able to support them? You know, and so in the in the workshops that I do with leaders, it's like it's mind blowing. We have these conversations about like fundamentally what is the leader's relationship to their own mental health? How are they showing up? How are they modeling good mental health hygiene? How are they talking about well-being? You know, so there's so much opportunity to really set leaders up for success by just empowering them to lead in a post-pandemic world, knowing that one in three of their employees, one in three on their team, is dealing with something. So like, I just, I really implore leaders to do more for their people um, and do more for their people leaders because they legit are the face of the company.
0: They really are. And, you know, that's something that I do a lot with, um, with my business. I train managers and I had to, you know, completely change everything and not even post pandemic. It was in during the, as it was going on. And, And the one thing I could say is that, um, this is a horrible way to say it, but because of the the lack of people, so we don't have enough people to fill jobs. People are willing to quit jobs and walk away for any reason now, even if there's not another job waiting. And because that's the reality, I find that Managers are actually listening for the most part, and they want the training, and they want to help their employees because they know, they finally know. I have no choice because our my employees are leaving because we as a company are not helping them with their stress, with their burnout, with their mental health, with their physical health. And um, this uh, this report that I, I was mentioning before, the Mental Health Association. Mind the Workplace 22 report, it says that, and this is a sad statistic, only 34% of employees think that their company's leadership speaks openly about mental health. And Mm -hmm. only 40% of employees agree that their company invests in supporting managers with that. And so... You know, listeners, don't be part of that negative percentage. Say, you know what, we're on it. We're going to start figuring out ways to help our employees, help our managers to help our employees, and then go back to help the managers who are going to be stressed out about helping the employees. But it's super important. And, and if you...
1: Oh, and there she goes again. Uh, she was on a roll. A, bit, a little bit of frozen Wendy right there, and that's quite fine. I'm happy to jump in because I do have a million-dollar question for you, Michelle. Um, okay, When we're thinking about that employer that is in that position where they are looking to retool their defenses and where they're looking to enhance their skill set and capabilities, or even the employee, doesn't matter who we are, employer, employee, friend, neighbor, coworker. What does protecting our happy mean? What is that, Michelle? I was taking a look at your website. I'm all into this protecting our happy. I want to know more about that if you could.
2: That's my resilience workshop. So that was my signature resilience workshop. I delivered to thousands of people during the pandemic when they were quarantined and in lockdown. And, and leaders were saying to me, help them build their resilience. So that really is all about what can I do every day to take control and feel good and preserve my mental health so I don't hit burnout.
1: Now, this is a book. It's a webinar. It's a series. It's, I, I pick up the <laughs> phone. I call you.
2: It's a workshop. Protecting our happy is a workshop. So the beautiful part about it is it's for employees. But then I was asked to develop a leader program. So the leaders could also be very well versed in these strategies, because we want them to model good mental health hygiene for their people. We want them to show up and say, hey, I need to take an hour and go get that run in because I really I'm strung out. I got a lot going on and be okay, admitting it and be okay talking about their own well being.
1: Is that like a, it's a multi-day type workshop. It's a one day type thing. What are, what are you talking?
2: Yeah, it's a one day work. Sh- it's a, it's a 90 minute workshop. And then I do a series for uh, three to six months where we come back and we dive deeper into some of the tenants that were of most interest to them.
1: I kind of want to protect my happy a little bit. Ladies and gentlemen, do- that's Michelle Edickinson.com. Make sure you stop by there. Check that out. I do believe Wendy Sellers is back from vacation. Wendy, are you here?
0: Yes, I went on a little stress vacation. We could edit this later, just so you know. Um, So what I was saying is train your managers, train your managers, train your managers how to help people. And then don't forget to help the managers because we go and train managers. Michelle, it's kind of what you were just talking about. We train anybody, really. But we train managers, we train leaders how to help their employees with their stress and their burnout and their mental health and their physical health. And then we just walk away from the managers. We have to then support the managers because now we're putting all that burnout and that stress on them. And uh, and that what that might mean for the folks that are listening is you might need to have two managers instead of one or at least one point five managers instead of one because they're taking on roles that they never took on before. And you can't expect them to be, you know, as productive as before because they're dealing with people's, you know, um, interpersonal challenges and mental health as well. So train your managers. You can contact me, the HR lady, to do that. You could contact Michelle to do that. Maybe we need to do one together. We need to think about that. With that said, thank you, everybody, for attending. We look forward to giving you more facts. And I foresee another podcast on this topic without me cutting in and out in the near future. Take care, everybody. Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession.
1: We look forward to you
0: joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.